It's Tuesday, October 29, 2013. It was, here's your life, your whole life, your memories, everything. And it was gone. One year later, the lessons of Superstorm Sandy. At some point, they're going to have to say, look, we, we just can't be here. It's too risky. Scientists question rebuilding in coastal areas. We're already committed to four feet more of sea level rise. And warn of future climate impacts. Plus, it's official, the Poles are having a heat wave. No, not the Polish. All of those Polish jokes and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. It is one year since Hurricane Sandy ravaged the East Coast. The mainstream media continues to use the storm to push a global warming agenda. And Fox News keeps ignoring the story to keep pretending none of this is happening. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, yes, Fox News continues to complain that the mainstream media talks about global warming and Hurricane Sandy in the same breath. Here's an example. Every single time in the stories where they're talking about Sandy and either global warming or, or uh, climate change, they're linking the two. Imagine that. I know. They're it's, linking the two. It's crazy that science would actually be able to do something like actually link extreme weather events to climate change. But hey, that's Fox News. Tuesday marked the one-year anniversary of Superstorm Sandy slamming into New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut on October 29, 2012, one of the most expensive storms in U.S. history. Sandy killed at least 117 people and left millions without power. The storm and its 14-foot storm surge caused an estimated $65 billion in damage just days before the 2012 presidential election. And remember, the impacts of climate change weren't even mentioned in the presidential campaign. I do. And it was shameful. One year later, the East Coast is still rebuilding the hundreds of thousands of homes and buildings that were destroyed and the infrastructure that was heavily damaged. Recovery in the hardest hit areas has been very slow. New Jersey Governor Chris Christie blames the unprecedented resistance of Republicans in Congress to passing disaster assistance legislation. These are problems when people still aren't back in their homes. Uh, but we warned of this way back when. You know, uh, it took 92 days for the Congress to get the aid to the Sandy uh, victims. Uh, that's compared to 10 days for Katrina and 17 days for Gustav. Yes, and you know what else Governor Chris Christie was warned about while he's out taking curtain calls for his response to Sandy? He was warned about global climate change, and he pulled out of the regional greenhouse gas initiative anyway, the landmark agreement of northeastern states, just after meeting with David Koch up in New York City secretly, as bradblog.com reported exclusively in 2011. That's true, and the right wing applauded him for that. They did indeed, and we have the audio to prove it at bradblog.com, the secret Koch Brothers Chris Christie audio tapes. Superstorm Sandy exposed the vulnerability of the East Coast and sparked a serious review of disaster and emergency planning for the increasing long-term impacts of climate change, especially related to storm damage. NASA's Dr. Radley Horton warns global warming boosted the flood damage from Superstorm Sandy. Sea levels were higher when Sandy hit than they were, say, 100 years ago. As a result of that, the damage, the water piling up, um, was higher than it would have been before we had that sea level rise. And sea levels are rising primarily because of increasing greenhouse gases. Even if storms stay the same, 
higher sea level rise alone is going to mean more frequent coastal flooding and more destructive coastal flooding when it happens. That means difficult decisions ahead for all coastal communities in the United States, says sea level expert Ben Strauss of Climate Central. We're already committed to four feet more of sea level rise. Committed, locked in, in the future. Okay, and that's enough to put more than 300 American towns and cities, many of them in New Jersey, mostly below high tide. Which, the experts warn, at some point will have to impact land use decisions at the coasts, especially for insurers, says sea level expert John Miller. At some point, they're going to have to say, look, we, we just can't be here. It's too risky. If government's not going to do it in a gradual manner, I think the insurance companies are going to start regulating. Meanwhile, it's official. September 2013 was the fourth warmest September on record for the planet. The six warmest Septembers on record have all occurred in the last 10 years. It was also the warmest winter on record down south in Antarctica since record-keeping began nearly 60 years ago. Antarctica also just had its warmest September on record. Normally it's about 60 below, but it hit a downright balmy record high of minus 17 degrees on September 13th. And a new study now concludes the Arctic is the warmest it's been in 44,000 years. All of that is impossible because Fox News keeps telling me that the globe is actually cooling. Oh, who to believe? For much more on that and the stories we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Remember, you can download us anytime via iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Find us and like us on the Facebook and follow us 24-7 on on the Twitters at Green News Report. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Say-